Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to Takes by fans.com slash watch if you want to watch live not if you want to watch but not live head over to our youtube channel takes by fans we post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis and if you just want to listen we are on podcasting apps spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, i radio so however you all want to watch or listen we've got you covered multiple ways Alrighty, today's a big old thursday folks our last regular season week predicting and reacting to the week 18 lines today on the show last full week of tons of games on and you know obviously all the games don't you know mean anything in the playoff picture so you know the value and the spreads may be all over the place but let's see what we can do today predicting these lines talking it all through and seeing where that great value is for the last time of the regular season and then we get in the playoffs folks which I don't know if we're going to be able to find great value in the playoffs we'll see is Vegas still going to be disrespectful to the elite teams that were able to clinch a playoff spot well if we know Vegas we might be able to find some one two disrespectful values throughout the entirety of the playoffs but this is the last week and uh, we'll see maybe Vegas you know disrespecting some of these teams backups that maybe we feel good about so we'll see what we get folks I have no idea what these values are going to look like because it is the final week who's going to be playing their starters who's not all that so we'll see what we're at folks but we're always sniffing out that value so that's what we've got today on the show predicting and reacting to these lines and then we've got to break down the NBA from last night so let's start there. Let's get our handy dandy 10 minutes on the clock here. Alrighty, next 10 minutes on interrupted basketball talk of what just happened yesterday in the NBA. And the time starts now. Alrighty, tons of games on in the NBA last night. And we had four bets going and... Uh, Man, close, but uh, no cigar on most of them. Truly unfortunate. So let's start in these games here. First one up, Pistons at the Hornets. And the Hornets absolutely destroyed the Pistons. And once again, this was great value right in front of our face. And we really just kind of missed it. This Hornets team is great against the bad teams. And we know this Pistons team is one of the worst teams in the league. So Hornets do their thing. They win 140 to 111. Absolute domination here. LaMelo Ball, 12 points, only to, or only 12 points, I should say, 12 assists. He was not efficient, 36% on 11 shots. Terry Rozier, 16 points, 6 assists. Mason Plumlee down low, only 5.7 rebounds. Miles Bridges, 19 points. And Gordon Hayward, 19 points. But, 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 Kelly Oubre Jr. getting it done times a million off the bench. 32 points in only 23 minutes off the bench. 9 of 14 from the three sheesh what an absolutely fantastic performance by Kelly Oubre Jr. 
And then for the Pistons last night, Sadiq Bay only 11 points. Still no Jeremy Grant. They're probably looking to trade him at the trade deadline. So this Pistons team is truly sending it in for the rest of the season, mailing it in, phoning it in for the rest of the season. We can shout out Trey Lyles down low, 17 points, led the team in scoring. And also Cade Cunningham, 16 points, 7 assists. Just not enough to overcome Kelly Oubre Jr.'s dominance last night. Hornets get the win, one all right, then we get the 76ers at the Magic. And once again, the Magic kept it close, kept it competitive, folks. Good green flag, good sign for this Magic team. They just have to take that next step of finishing finishing winning these games against some of the best teams in the league but they kept it close only lost by 10 76ers get the win 116 106 over the magic last night Joel Embiid does his thing 31 points Seth Curry 20 points 12 assists Firkin Korkmaz 20 points and then Tobias Harris 22 points and nine rebounds fantastic night once again without Tyrese Maxey Firkin Korkmaz stepping it up big time like we know he can and then for the Magic, Cole Anthony back, and everybody in the starting lineup still got it done. So this is, once again, great green flag for this Magic team heading and progressing for the rest of the season. Bet ability is there. We just have to find the perfect value amount. Couldn't find that last night because they were finding the 76ers, but they are right at the cusp of being a really solid team. Being able to start winning these games would push them over the edge. But Cole Anthony, 26.7 assists he led the team in both of those categories we get Mo Bamba 19 points 8 rebounds Wendell Carter Jr 12 points 10 rebounds Franz Wagner 15.6 rebounds and then Gary Harris 10 points uh at the two so solid work there and then Terrence Ross as usual getting it done off the bench 18 big old points with eight rebounds so Magic kept it close just unfortunately could not close it down in the fourth quarter and the 76ers get the win 116 106 all right, we get the Rockets at the Wizards. And the first time that we bet on the Wizards, I think almost all season long, folks, and the Wizards lose. How disrespectful to us the first time we bet you and you can't even beat the Rockets at home? What is going on? We had the Wizards minus seven. And they lose by three, 114, 111. Disappointing here. Uh, the Wizards, Kyle Kuzma, 24 points, nine rebounds. He was a minus six on the floor, which isn't too bad. Bradley Beal, 27 points, five assists, five rebounds. But Bradley Beal, the only starter last night for the Wizards in pa positive territory and a plus one. So Kyle Kuzma, solid game overall. Didn't go above and beyond. We had KCP as well, a solid night, 26 big old points, two blocks, Three steals, two assists, six rebounds overall. And then Raul Neto, 14 big old points off the bench. Unfortunately, not enough to beat this Rockets team. Christian Wood back, 22 points, 11 rebounds. Fantastic night. Jalen Green, 22.6 rebounds. Eric Gordon, 19 points. And Ja'Shawn Tate, 13 points, 10 rebounds for the starters. And then off the bench, some solid production by a lot of these people, folks. Garrison Matthews, 5 points, 2 rebounds. Kenyon Martin, 11 points. And then Josh Christopher. Christopher, eight points, four rebounds. So that was enough for this Rockets team. Once again, Daniel Tice doesn't play for the Rockets, and the Rockets get the win. This is what we truly need to know when betting the Rockets. Is Daniel Tice in or out? We'll have to kind of lock that down next time we think about betting the Rockets, which I don't think we will, or betting against the Rockets like we did last night. If 
if Daniel Tice is 100% out, then we stay away from betting the Rockets or, any, or betting against the Rockets because they will win the game. So, man, oh, man, Wizards, a big old letdown last night. They lose 114-111. All right, next game up, Spurs at the Celtics, and the Spurs get the win here. Very close game, 99-97, but once again, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum all on the floor together, and it results in a loss. Now, granted, it was Jason Tatum's first game back, so maybe we can give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here, but what the hell is going on with this Celtics team, folks? Just not what it was for the last couple of seasons, truly unfortunate. Uh, so Jason Tatum, 19 points, 8 rebounds. He was not efficient at all. 30% shooting on 20 shots, 1 of 6 from the 3. Jalen Brown did his big old thing, 30 points, 6 rebounds. No Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup since Jason Tatum is back. So Jen Dennis Schroeder off the bench, 15 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds. Really solid work with him off the bench. And then Marcus Smart still at the 1, 14 points, 6 assists. Just unfortunately not enough to get it done over the Spurs. DeJounte Murray, 22 points, 12 assists. Fantastic. Jacob Poto down low, 8 points, 14 rebounds. And then Devin Vassell, 17 points. And alongside Derek White, both with 17 points as well. So that was enough to get it done for the Spurs last night. They win 99-97. All right. Then we get the Nets at the Pacers. Kyrie Irving is back and was looking okay. Not the most efficient from Kyrie Irving in the beginning, but as the game progressed, he got it done. 22 points on 52% shooting at the end of the night. We'll give him definitely all that credit. He was a plus 16 on the floor. That was the second highest plus, uh, the highest plus on the floor for the starters, but DeAndre Bembry, a plus 24 in 20 minutes off the bench. But Kyrie Irving is back, uh, four assists, only two turnovers. Kyrie Irving, you know, never played a game this season. First game of the year and only two turnovers. Russell Westbrook, take a couple of notes, okay? So Kyrie Irving had a pretty solid night. James Harden, 18 points, 6 assists. And then Kevin Durant doing his thing. 39.7 assists, 8 rebounds on 62% shooting. Man, oh man. And then also, LaMarcus Aldridge off the bench, 13 big old points. Give that man credit. Patty Mills now off the bench because Kyrie Irving is in the starting lineup. Patty Mills, 6 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds. Not efficient. Not taking a lot of shots, but not efficient. 33% on 6 shots. Just not the greatest overall. But the next get the win so we still give them credit and then they beat the Pacers once again classic Pacers doing classic Pacers things Sabonis had a fantastic game 32 points 10 assists 12 rebounds still a minus 5 on the floor womp womp still lose womp womp Lance Stevenson off the bench 30 points 5 assists 3 rebounds still not enough to beat any team in the league and then Miles Turner with a nice 14 points uh, Kiefer Skykes in the starting lineup 18 points 5 assists as well once again not enough to beat the Nets with Kyrie Irving and the Pacers. They put up 120 points. Everything is looking good, but they lose, they lose, they lose this Pacers team. It's like the Jaguars, folks. This Pacers team is filled with a bunch of losers, okay? Nets get the win 129-121. All right, then we get the Warriors at the Mavericks and Silias betting on this Warriors team minus 
three, no, minus five and a half points on Dirk's retirement jersey ceremony. That night, the uh, crowd and atmosphere was electric, and the Warriors were just off overall. So we bet the Warriors minus five and a half. They don't even win, folks. They don't win outright. They get blown out by 17, 99 to 82. Damn, damn, damn. Seth, Steph Curry was off 14 points, but on one of nine from the three. Jordan Poole, only six points, 0 of 4 from the three last night. Andrew Wiggins was the leading scorer with 17 points. All that was good, but nobody else got the memo last night to step it up for the Warriors. And then the Mavericks, everybody was on their game last night to make it a good night overall for Dirk's jersey retirement. Luka Doncic gets it done, 26 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. We had Jalen Brunson, 15 big old points, and Dorian Finney-Smith, 17 points. Once again, no Porzingis, and they still get the win. Tim Hardaway Jr. with a nice 14 points off the bench. Ba Mavericks get the win, 99-82. Then we get the Raptors at the Bucks, and the Raptors in the back-to-back -back get the big old win on the road over the Bucks, winning 117 to 111. Alrighty, that is our 10 minutes, but we still got a couple of games to go here, so let's wrap it up. But for this Raptors team, very well done. Fred VanVleet, 19 points, five assists. Gary Trent Jr., 22 points. Siakam playing the five, 33 points, six assists, five rebounds. OG Ananubi at the four, 22 points, six rebounds. Man, oh man. This Raptors team is pretty impressive, folks. When they are on and rolling, they are on and rolling. A true dangerous team in that Eastern Conference. And then for the Bucks last night, no Giannis. So Wesley Matthews fills in for him at the four. Now let me ask, are these Giannis-worthy numbers? Nine points, four rebounds, a minus 21 on the floor? No, no, no. So Wesley Matthews is no, not close to Giannis like we all know. Uh, we had Chris Middleton leading the team and scoring 25 points. Uh, Bobby Portis at the 5, 11.6 rebounds. No Grayson Allen last night either, which, you know, we do like. Hopefully he can kind of, you know, come back and be good now. And then Drew Holiday, 15 points, 12 assists. Not enough to get it done. Uh, so the Raptors win 117-111. Then we get the Thunder at the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves get the win, but we took that minus eight and a half, and they only win by eight. Damn, damn, half a point hook, folks. Always the killer, always the killer. But Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell all out on the floor together. Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns, 17 points, 16 rebounds. We had Anthony Edwards, 22 big old points, five steals, five rebounds. And then D'Angelo Russell, six points, not efficient at all, 0 of 5 from the three, 25% shooting at 12 shots, Ooh. but Patrick Beverly steps up big time, 20 points, 6 assists, Jalen Noel, 16 points, and then Jaden McDaniels, 11 big points off the bench. For the Thunder, no uh, Lugans Dort. So it's just Shea Gillis-Alexander out there by himself. He had 19 points, 5 assists. We had Josh Giddy, 14 points, 15 rebounds. That's absolutely fantastic. And then Alexev Puko-Savetsky, only four points last night. Not enough to get it done. So the Timberwolves win 98-90. Then we get the Jazz at the Nuggets, and this was the last game that we bet on for the night in the game that we did win, hitting Jazz minus three and a half, and they win by six. Yes, yes, yes. Once again, no betability on that Nuggets team, folks. And what was the great thing about betting the Jazz last night? That it was Bohan Bogdanovich that truly won us the game. 36 points, 13 rebounds, four assists. Fantastic. Wasn't great from the three, but overall 36 points. We will definitely take 
take that. Donovan Mitchell, 17 points. Mike Connolly, 10 points. Rudy Gay off the bench, 18.7 rebounds. And Jordan Clarkson, 13 points on 13 shots. And then for the Nuggets, Jokic, 26 points, 11 assists, and get this, 21 rebounds. So once again, triple-double by Jokic, reigning MVP. He's the only good person on this team. Aaron Gordon, 17 points, really solid performance by him offensively, but that's really all we're going to get. This is kind of Aaron Gordon's best game, 72% shooting on 11 shots for 17 points. That's really what you should expect his max to be on a night-in-night out basis and it still once again doesn't result into win so once again no bad ability no buy ability no believability in this Nuggets team until they get some of their players back which I don't know is going to happen we know Michael Porter Jr. is most likely not coming back so not great and then Will Barton, a really solid 20-piece for the starting lineup. And then Monte Morris, another 20-piece for the bench. Once again, still coming up six points short. Jazz get the win, 115-109. All right, then we get the Heat at the... Timber or Trailblazers, excuse me. Heat win, 115-109. No Jimmy Butler. No... Duncan Robinson and just Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker out there in the starting lineup. Kyle Lowry, seven points in only 16 minutes. He did have nine assists. We'll give him that. Max Struss in the starting lineup, 25 points, five assists, six rebounds. Fantastic night. P.J. Tucker, 14 points, 10 rebounds. Omer Yurtseven, 14 points, 16 rebounds. And then Tyler Hero off the bench, not efficient at all, 21% on 23 shots. Yikes. But a nice 16 points off the bench. We'll give him credit. Uh, Duncan Robinson coming off the bench last night, 12 points. All right, and then the Blazers. Once again, no C.J. McCollum, no Damian Lillard, just Nurchich all out there by his lonesome with Norman Powell. Nurchich, 14 points, 13 rebounds, and then Norman Powell, 26 points. Anthony Simons filling in at the one. Another great performance by him, 28.7 assists. So the way that Anthony Simons has been kind of panning out these last two games, it really kind of seemed like, hey, you might be able to trade Damian Lillard and really lose no offensive production going from Damian Lillard to Anthony Simons. Now, obviously, Damian Lillard is better than Anthony Simons, folks, but what this Blazers team, has been doing all season has been nothing offensively not winning games anything consistent so yeah I would say blow it up we've been advocating for this Blazers team to blow it up um they should have blown it up in the offseason got rid of Damian Lillard before the season officially started but we see that they didn't go that route so the Heat get the win. Once again, shorthanded Heat winning games, folks. Give this team credit coaching-wise, culture-wise. Man, oh, man, one of the best coached teams in the league. Heat get the win, 115-109. And then the last game of the night, the Hawks at the Kings. Hawks get the win, 108-102. No, Trey Young. So Clint Capella out there, buys lonesome in the starting lineup, 11 points, 14 rebounds. We had Daniil Gallinari, 16 points, and Cam Reddish, him, nice 18 points. But it was really Kevin Herter who stole the show, coming off the bench, 25 points and 11 rebounds to get it done. And then for the Kings last night, De'Aaron Fox, 30 points, 6 assists, fantastic night. And Tyrese Halliburton, 24 big old points. But those were only the two players that really stepped up all night. And the Hawks take advantage and get the win 108-102. to 
Alrighty, those were all the games from last night. Now, let's see if we can do a little bit better in tonight's NBA. No Thursday night football, so can't make any money in the NFL. So, let's see if we can uh, find the value in the NBA. We went officially 1-3 in three of our official four picks last night. Got to do a ton better than that. So, let's see. We got four games on. Let's see if we can find the value tonight in the NBA and not get fooled like we did a little bit, a little bit. We got a little, a little swindled, a little hoodwinked, a little bit. We should have hit the 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 Timberwolves, but the half a point hook, unfortunate. Uh, Wizards truly swindling us, but we 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 note this, and we will never bet the Wizards again. They were on thin ice, you know, with us before, but that one just truly makes that ice thin uh, as heck. <laughs> Alrighty, here we go. What do we got on tap for tonight? So, first game up, Celtics at the Knicks. Celtics on the back-to-back. -back. Value is very appetizing. Celtics minus one and a half. Knicks plus one and a half here. For the Celtics, Peyton Pritchard is out, but everybody else is good to go. For the Knicks, Derrick Rose is out. Kemba Walker is out. So, once again, the guards for the Knicks are going to be trash. Evan Fournier cannot step it up here, so we're definitely staying away from it. Celtics on the back-to-back. -back. I was kind of leaning a little bit to the Knicks plus one and a half, but once again, I mean, they've just been so, so lackluster these last couple of weeks here and once again the guard play for the Knicks is the most glaring issue for that team overall we got to stay away from it even with the Celtics losing with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the floor together there's no good value on either side of this game Alright, then we get the Warriors at the Pelicans. Warriors minus two and a half. Pelicans plus two and a half here. For the Warriors, Steph Curry's a game time decision. Klay Thompson not making his debut quite yet. We're aiming towards Sunday for that to happen. And James Wiseman is still out like we know. And then for the Pelicans, Zion is out. But we get Brandon Ingram and Valachunas all good to go. So, Warriors on the back-to-back. -back. We're going to stay away from betting this game. Pelicans plus two and a half. Once again, solid appetite value but with the way that the Warriors were just off all night last night and once again us sticking to our morals and our betting principles have y'all seen that new kind of betting commercial since obviously betting is being kind of mainstream now especially online and all that um, I forgot who it is who's endorsing it but you know they're talking about sticking to your betting limit set a betting limit stick to it that's always been the game plan that's how we feel here betting the NBA we do not bet the back-to-back and uh, we're going to stick to that principle today. All right, two more games. We get the Pistons and the Grizzlies. Pistons on the back-to-back. -back. Grizzlies minus 12 and a half. A little bit too much for us to swallow, and we don't bet the back-to-back-to-backs. -back and that leaves us to the last game of the night. Clippers at the Suns. Clippers plus 10 and a half. Suns minus 10 and a half. I'm assuming that Paul George is still out by this spread, and that's exactly what it is. Paul George is out. Nicholas Batum is a game-time decision. Luke Kennard is out. Zubak is out. And then for the Suns, we get JaVale McGee out, Jay Crowder out, Frank Kaminsky out. Man, oh man, who's going to be their big tonight? Damn, damn, damn. With DeAndre Ayton still out. So I was kind of liking the Suns minus 10 and a half here, but they've got no size here for the Suns team. And I know that's not 
the biggest thing for this game overall because the Clippers don't even have anybody good. Uh, you know, the Suns' problem is they don't have any bigs tonight, but they still got Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Bridges and all that, so they'll be fine scoring. But man, oh man, not going to swallow 10.5 with no beef down low. So, uh, truly unfortunate, we cannot bet anything tonight in the NBA. Damn! Damn, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. It's not going to be the best value, folks. It's not going to be the best value, but we might be able to make a little bit, a little something. Oh, maybe not. I was going to say, let's take this one. Suns minus... Man, oh man, the value is not even good if we're trying to, you know, buy it down a little bit. Uh, Suns minus four is minus 365. We bet 100. We win 27 bucks. Is that even worth it at that point? No, it's not. So, yeah, we're not going to endorse anything. Maybe a prop bet. Can we do a quick prop bet? Let me get... Let me get Chris Paul on, like, over eight assists. I would feel comfortable doing that. Chris Paul getting eight assists. Now, he may not be able to get, you know, the down low buckets. Once again, no bigs down low. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see what the prop is for Chris Paul's assists, and then we'll go from there. Um, hmm, hmm. This is the only game that we can bet on because this is the only game with no back-to-backs. Uh, let's see. Does it? I don't know. Can I even get it? Let's see. Here we go. Chris Paul's assisting numbers, player props. Here we go. All righty. Assists, assists, assists. Chris Paul, 20 plus points, 12 assists, and six rebounds, plus 1,100. Yeah, that's a little bit too much. Uh, Chris Paul, I mean, ah, the six rebounds, though. Yeah. All right. I just want assist numbers for Chris Paul. That's all I'm looking for. Points, rebounds, assists. Here we go. Chris Paul, over nine and a half. Damn, they're really giving us, uh, they're really working us here, folks. Do we risk it? We were down bad last night, folks. Down bad. So do we push the envelope? All signs in classic betting says don't. But man, oh man, we got to do something tonight. Got to do something tonight. Damn. So I'm going to go Chris Paul over nine and a half assists. The man's been going manic. Not having any bigs, so no lobs, no easy kind of alley-oops for the bigs to catch. But overall, it's the Clippers, and they're not the greatest. So we are officially endorsing and taking Chris Paul over nine and a half assists. Hopefully, we can get a nice double-double with this man, and we hit our bet. So that is what we are officially taking tonight. That's all we've got in the tank. That's all that we can really find the value on. Chris Paul over nine and a half assists tonight. Alrighty, that is all the NBA we had to go over for today. So now let's shift gears to the NFL and start talking about these Week 18 matchups. Predicting and reacting to the line. Where is the value? If there is any this week, given the kind of, alright, are they going to play? Are they going to go balls to the wall? There's teams that have nothing to play for. There's other teams that have, you know, playoff spots to grab. 
grab AFC champions, number one seeds to wrap up all of that seeding. A little bit here, a little bit there. So we'll try to discuss and talk through the value. We have all the playoff scenarios here. So any team that has anything to play for, they're probably going to be a little bit favored in the eyes of Vegas. And we'll play the game as well. So, we'll talk all through these matchups here, predict the line, and uh, we'll see what Vegas sets the line at to see if there's any value here this week. Uh, we make our official picks tomorrow on the show. And once again, even though it's week 18, folks, Vegas is still being disrespectful. Vegas has been disrespectful the entire season, and we doubt week 18 is going to be any different. So, let's start finding that amazing value, folks. That's the first step. The first step of, win of having a great betting week. Finding the value. Let's see if we can find it. Here we go. Let's start. And what the hell is up with this? When do they start doing this? The final week of the season and they break it into Saturday and Sunday? They don't do that. The last uh, week of the season, every single game is played on Sunday at the 1 and 4 o'clock window. There's not even any. Uh, I don't. Was there even a late game on Sundays? I don't even know. I don't think there was Sunday Night Football on on the final week. Maybe I'm bugging. I know there was definitely no damn Saturday games. But, uh, you know, with... Um the kind of la uh, kind of unfortunate, lackluster kind of final week 18. You know, this entire season, every team was basically in the playoff running. Well, now there's like one or two teams in the AFC and NFC that can maybe wrap up the final wildcard spot. So maybe that's why they decided to move some games to Saturday and all that. But we digress. It was just weird. I wasn't expecting it. And now we get it. But Let's start breaking out these matchups and start with the Saturday games. Two games on Saturday. First one at 4.30. Chiefs at the Broncos. Now the Chiefs. Obviously a big, bad loss last week. They've already wrapped up a playoff spot. And they've wrapped up the AFC West title. But, but the Chiefs can get the number one seed this week with a win and a Tennessee loss. So, uh, you know, the Chiefs obviously are going to be going balls to the wall here trying to get that number one seed because the Titans don't play until Sunday. So the Chiefs are the first team to play and they need to win and a little bit of help to get that number one seed where the Broncos have nothing to play for. But Drew Locke is most likely going to play this game and this could potentially be the last game he ever plays in the NFL, folks. I don't know if another team truly gets... Drew Locke as their quarterback. Maybe they bring him in in the offseason for a quarterback competition, maybe to push a rookie. But other than that, this Broncos team doesn't have anything to play for. So Chiefs defense is great. They need to win this game. Not just for to potentially get the number one seed in the AFC, but to just to get their confidence back heading into the playoffs with a win under their belt and not two straight losses, right? So Chiefs on the road. Patrick Mahomes should be able to get it done. We did see the Chiefs offense struggle mightily in the second half of that Bengals game, but this Broncos defense hasn't really been consistent all season where the Bengals defense has. And once again, this Broncos offense is just so lackluster. Drew Locke can't get it done. Teddy Bridgewater gets it done decently but still results into losses here in this Chiefs team the defense is very very good got a little exposed last week but that was just because the great offensive play calling and the great arm of Joe Burrow slinging the balls huge 50-50 balls all game long one-on-one matchups with Jamar Chase winning that easy peasy 
So don't see this Broncos offense challenging the Chiefs at all. And we're going to call this one Chiefs minus 10. Yeah, I'm going to go that high, folks. I'm going to go Chiefs minus 10. A lot on the line here. Not that much stakes on the line for the Broncos. They've just got a you know, final game, a little bit of reputation on the line. That's really it. But overall, Chiefs should get the win here. We'll call it Chiefs minus 10. Alrighty, then we get the Cowboys at the Eagles, and a lot of uh, Cowboys players coming down with COVID-19. Uh, we get Michael Parsons potentially out this week. Both teams here, Cowboys and the Eagles, have wrapped up a playoff spot. The Cowboys have wrapped up the division, and the Cowboys really don't have anything to play for. Uh, maybe in seeding, that's really it, but overall, they might move up to the to maybe at the max. Can they even do that? Let's see quickly. Cowboys win, Bucks lose, Rams lose. Let's quickly see uh, how that affects it because I don't even, maybe the Cowboys are locked into that fourth seed. So here we go. Where are, where's this team? Rams lose. Uh, no, Cowboys still can't get the second seed with a win and a Rams loss and a Bucks loss. Okay, they can't clinch the number one, but they can go anywhere from kind of two to four in that regard. So, obviously, you want to get the highest seed you can to potentially face the worst team in the playoffs. That's just kind of how it is supposed to work out. Um, so Cowboys with something to play for, but all the injuries, Mike McCarthy has already kind of said, Hey, we're going to really try for this one. And I'm sure the Eagles really want to try for this one as well. Get some more confidence heading into the playoffs. It's a division rival. You may end up seeing the Cowboys in the playoffs at some point. If the playoffs ended this week, uh, the Eagles and Cowboys would not be matching up. But if the Eagles do get that kind of two seed and the Eagles stay at the seven seed, they could and would face each other in the first uh, meeting in the playoffs, the first wild card game. So a lot of outs here potentially for the Cowboys. Eagles at home. Eagles have to do a lot better than what they did in their first meeting. Jalen Hurts needs to get it done in the red zone. So I expect this Eagles team to kind of go full blast here um, this this week. And it's a uh, Saturday game, prime time, 8-15 and all that. So we're going to call this one Cowboys. My, uh, cow, uh, uh, Cowboys. No, I'm going to call this one Eagles. I'm going Eagles minus one, folks. I don't like this Cowboys offense at all. And I really think Mike McCarthy has a lot to do with it just as a head coaching standpoint here. You know, we saw that kind of Packers team be lackluster overall through Mike McCarthy's tenure with Aaron Rodgers only getting to and winning only one Super Bowl. And so far, this Cowboys offense has underachieved a thousand percent given their overall great offensive roster that they have so some linemen out some defenses out and I'm gonna call this one Eagles minus one big game here for the Eagles to truly see what they can be made out of a lot of people are calling this Eagles team frauds recently because they haven't really faced anybody good in all their wins but overall they were still getting it done offensively and defensively and I still believe in this Eagles team as a whole and still count this Eagles team as Super Bowl contenders where we just had to move the Cowboys down to playoff contenders and that's it so I'm gonna call this one Eagles minus one really interested to see what e uh, the Vegas puts this line at 
Alrighty, those were the two Saturday games. So now here we go, the Sunday slate. Here we go. We get Packers in the Lions. Now the Packers already wrapped up the number one seed in the AF uh, in the NFC, so they don't have to worry about anything there. Aaron Rodgers maybe doesn't even play here. Um, Aaron Rodgers, no real reason to play. I mean, let's rest that toe a little bit more. This needs to be the year that the Packers finally win the Super Bowl again. They need to. For Aaron Rodgers' resume and his career, his legacy, all that, Aaron Rodgers must, must win this week, folks. Must get it done, or must win this year, I should say. Uh, now, this week, they're going against the Lions. Now, we know the Lions are absolutely trash, folks. Um, so this should just be a Hail Mary easy win for this Packers team if everybody's playing. But like we said, uh, they're, they've already got the number one seed wrapped up in the NFC. Even if the Rams win, even if the Bucks win, even if the Cowboys win, it is the Packers, the Road to the playoffs in the in the NFC goes through the Packers. So I doubt Aaron Rodgers plays this week. Lions, Dan Campbell, last thing to play for. I would just stay away from this game as a whole. But uh, we'll count this one at Packers still minus two and a half. Getting to see Jordan Love. He got it done decently the first time he was out there. Didn't win the game, but kept it close. One possession. The offense couldn't do anything. The defense was really the thing that kept it close. So we'll call this one Packers minus two and a half. And we'll see if Jordan Love uh, kind of uh, looks good. And maybe uh, quarterback controversy in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers. Well, there already is because, but that's a whole other thing. But either way, we're getting uh, Trey Love this week. Uh, Trey, Trey Love. Jordan Love. Jeez Louise, folks. Um, all right. Jordan Love this week. Packers minus two and a half. Let's move off of this matchup. Here we go. Next one up, and this is big time here. Colts at the Jags, and the Colts really must win this game here to wrap up their playoff spot. With a loss, they are in jeopardy of getting knocked out of the playoffs with a potential Steelers win or a Ravens win. So, the Colts are in a do-or-die, must-win game here. But we just saw them last week in kind of a do-or-die, must-win game as well against the Raiders, and they lost it. So, And they're going against the Jaguars this week, who have just been absolutely trash all season, on clutch, can't move the ball offensively. Um, just at the bare minimum, I think the Colts' defense single-handedly wins this game because Trevor Lawrence in this Jaguars offense has just been so Bad. I would say this is the worst offensive team in the league so far this year. And, uh, you know, there's obviously no bad ability in this Jaguars team at all. So, I don't know, man. The Colts could have, a tr have trouble closing out the season here. But I think the defense can get it done. We'll see if they stick back uh, heavy to the running game. Kind of got a little away from it last week. A tad away from it. Let's see if uh, Frank Wright can reestablish the run here. We'll call this one Colts minus 9.5 here on the road. Must win for them. We'll see if they have Carson Wentz can finally do something this year, yeah? Alright, next matchup up, we get Washington at the Giants. Two meaningless games here, but division rival overall. Uh, now, we know this Giants offense is so, so garbage. Washington's defense should be able to handle it decently, but the Giants defense is solid, and we know Taylor Heineke is not the greatest here. Can't be that clutch quarterback, so should probably be a close game overall here. Who's going to have their guys ready to go? Joe Judge, who's taking kind of questions about potentially him being fired, or 
or Ron Rivera, who's always kind of no nonsense. Everybody gets right to play for him. So I'm going to call this one Washington minus two and a half here. Probably stay away from this game, but uh, we'll see what Vegas puts the value at. Washington minus two and a half is our official pick. All right, then we get the Bears at the Vikings. Once again, two teams that have nothing to play for. Now, Kirk Cousins is playing, though. Uh, we know Kellen Mond, they got no interest in seeing him. We heard the quote earlier this week of Mike Zimmer saying, yeah, we've got no interest in watching Kellen Mond play in this Week 18 game. Mike Zimmer saying, yes, I see him every single week. That was really a, implying, hey, I don't need to see him in this situation in real-time scenario or anything like that. So, Kirk Cousins is playing. Andy Dalton probably plays here for the Bears. Matt Nagy giving, you know, hey, Andy Dalton one final game. Matt Nagy's last game. Potentially Mike Zimmer's last game. So, everybody's last game here. Should be Kirk Cousins' last game with the Vikings. Should be Mike Zimmer's last game with the Vikings. Should be Delvin Cook's last game with the Vikings. Should be... Andy Dalton's final game in the NFL, hopefully, crossing our fingers there. And Matt Nagy uh, should be his last game as a Chicago Bear. So everybody should be going balls to the wall here to get the last win of potentially all of their careers. So how do we see this one? We'll just put it right at that normal spread line, Vikings minus three, and we'll uh, find the value off of that. If uh, we're getting a lot of points with the Bears, maybe we take that. We get any points with the Vikings, I think we take that. But we'll see what Vegas uh, puts the line at. We'll put it at Vikings minus three. Alrighty, then we get the Titans at the Texans. Now, Titans have a ton to play for. A win. They wrap up the number one seed in the AFC with Derrick Henry. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to see. Derrick Henry at home for the AFC Championship game. That's what I want to see. So Derrick Henry can try and get a ring, ring, ring. Now, this Texans team, they've had their ups and downs this season. They've been competitive. They've been not competitive. They've been blown out. They've won games. Davis Mills has looked bad, looked good. But last week, he looked bad overall. And the Texans offense just was trash. Only put up seven points. That was it for the entirety of the game. Uh, here, division rivals over the Titans. Against the Titans here, Texans give up the deep ball. Titans still can have the deep ball. Uh, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Tannehill still has the arm to deliver the deep ball here. But the Titans, a chance to wrap up the number one seed here. Mike Vrabel deserves so much mother-loving credit for keeping this Titans team at the top of the the, the top. They're, they've just been at the top of their game. Even with Derrick Henry out, they bring in Adrian Peterson. He's not really working out. They have no kind of loyalty to him. They cut him and they just keep moving on because it's what's best for this team. Shout out to Mike Vrabel. Kind of a little bit of a uh, little bit of a dark horse for coach of the year. Definitely doesn't get the respect he deserves. We're going to fix that by saying this. Mike Vrabel, coach of the year, give him his credit. So hopefully that kind of makes up for everybody in the national media. A little bit disrespecting Mike Vrabel as a whole for how consistent he has kept this Titans team in an inconsistent season. Not just with Derrick Henry, but A.J. Brown in and out. Julio Jones out and then COVID-19 and then out and in and in and out and all that. IR, off of IR, all that. So everything's been going wrong for the Titans, but they're the number one seed in the AFC. So tons of credit gotta be given to Mike Vrabel, okay? So just off of that, we'll give Mike Vrabel a ton of credit here, and we'll call this one Titans minus 50. 
no, we're not going to go that high. But that just shows the amount of respect Mike Vrabel should be having. So we'll call this one Titans minus 10 here on the road. They should be able to win this one dominantly, assert their dominance over this Texans team. And we'll see what David uh, Culley and Davis Mills can draw up for their final meeting heading into next season. Alrighty, then we get the Steelers at the Ravens. Big Ben's final game. Steelers a chance to get in the playoffs. The Ravens a chance to get in the playoffs. But if either of those teams wants to get in the playoffs, they must win this game. Um, so the Steelers, or can the Ravens not get in the playoffs? Wow, the Ravens are officially, uh, no, they need a win. Yeah, yeah, they need a win and a couple of losses here. But the main thing is both of these teams need to win. Now, Big Ben's story, he got the win off of his story last week over the Browns at home. I don't think Big Ben gets another kind of Cinderella ending to his career here in his final game. Final home game, Cinderella story, everything worked out, they get the win. But Big Ben, once again, was the he was the winking wonker. He was winking and wonking during that Browns game 2.6 something yards per attempt absolutely trash where we know if Lamar Jackson plays that's great for the Ravens or if they're riding and rocking with Tyler Huntley again he can get it done so I'm gonna call this one Ravens minus five here this Steelers team is not good the defense is the best thing about it but overall that offense is so lackluster and this Ravens team has kind of gotten a knock to them the last couple of weeks uh defensively so let's see if they can kind of you know man up a little bit playoffs potentially on the line they need to get the win Ravens at home can't buy can't bet on Big Ben here and uh, we might be able to get some great value from Vegas if they want to kind of set the line in a little bit more favorable light of Big Ben retiring y'all kind of you know fell in love with the Big Ben story last week got a ton of points with the Steelers and all that, so maybe Vegas kind of doubles down on that and sends out maybe a little bit of trap bet value. We'll see what they put it at. We'll call this one Ravens minus five. All right, then we get the Bengals at the Browns here. Obviously, Browns, no chance to make the playoffs, but the Bengals, they can clinch the number one seed. Yes, you heard that right. This Bengals team can be the number one seed in the AFC, but they need to win. They need the Titans to lose. They need the Chiefs to lose, and they need the Patriots to lose. So they need a lot of help, but they can and they will be kind of going balls to the wall here because they are still in the chance here to be that number one seed. So, Bengals on the road here, and Joe Burrow's just been looking so gosh dang great. And we got to set this line in a little bit more of a favorable light, a more of a respectful light for Joe Burrow just because we had did disrespect him yesterday calling Bengals plus five trap value instead of fantastic value. So, we're going to call this one Bengals minus nine here on the road. Uh, looking to do something. No Baker Mayfield this week. So, okay, which is probably the best thing for the Browns because Baker Mayfield is not good. Uh, but we'll see what Kevin Stefanski decides to do here and how competitive this Browns team can be. So, Bengals, we'll call this one. Bengals minus nine. Chance to wrap up and get that number one seed in the AFC. We'll see if they can get it. 
All right, then we get the 49ers at the Rams here. 49ers still a chance, I believe, that they don't make the playoffs. Uh, 49ers lose. Uh, we get the Eagles winning. We get the Eagles winning. We get the, who else is in the running here in the NFC? I believe they're the Saints. Yes, the Saints. If the Saints win and the 49ers lose, uh, the 49ers are still in the playoffs. The Saints need a little bit more help here. They need the Eagles to lose. They need the 49ers to lose. Well, let's just go to this. Uh, I was trying to figure it out myself, but we've got it up here. So let's just uh, see how the Saints get in the playoffs. They need a win and a San Fran loss. So San Fran just needs to win to secure their own safety, or they need to, or if they do lose, they need the Saints to lose. So. Big game here for this 49ers team to wrap up the playoffs. The Rams can clinch the NFC West with a win or the Cardinals lose. So, once again, both of these teams need a win to shore up and secure their own destiny here in the playoffs and for their seating alone. And once again, who are the 49ers rocking with? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play this week? We hated, absolutely hated what we saw from Trey Lance. Lance last week, he looked so unnatural throwing the ball. He looked like an FCS quarterback and not an FBS quarterback. It was that jarring, that glaring, and that alarming, folks, that I really need to see Jimmy Garoppolo play, and he is questionable. So this is not good, and we will be able to potentially uh, tell if Vegas is kind of riding on Trey Lance playing or Jimmy Garoppolo playing. So we got to set two lines here and see which one Vegas is closer to to truly determine which quarterback is kind of on the side leaning towards playing this week. So, if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing this week, I call this one Rams minus four and a half. Now, if Trey Lance is playing, I'm calling this one Rams minus 10, folks, like that high. Like, Trey Lance, folks, is not going to have a good game. And once again, we have been tracking backup quarterbacks playing this season. Game one, they win and they look good. Now, Trey, but game two, they're trash and they lose. Now, Trey Lance, they, he wins week one, his first game, but he didn't look good. So game two, he's going to lose and get absolutely obliterated. So for the sake of the 49ers, you better hope Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb is good to go here. So, once again, Rams minus 4.5 if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing, and Rams minus 10 if Trey Lance is playing. We'll see what Vegas puts it at and see kind of what they're hearing is going to be the quarterback to start Sunday. All right, then we get the Panthers at the Bucks here. Do the Bucks have anything to play for, or are they just going to try to uh, get this uh, Antonio Brown situation handled this week so nobody's talking about it uh, come in the playoffs? So the Bucks have everything really wrapped up. They can maybe move up. Uh, well, they could just stay the two with the win, or we kind of said a little bit earlier that they can drop down to kind of the number four if they lose and the Cowboys win and all that. So there is a little bit of seeding still. Still kind of available for this Bucks team, but overall they have wrapped up a playoff spot where this Panthers team is the worst team in the league. You don't bet the Panthers, and this is the last week, folks, the last week to cash in with our sponsors with us, folks, for eight straight weeks of Panthers losing the spread and all that. We'll call this one Bucks minus 
14 at home, and we'll swallow it, folks. Last week to win a win betting against the Panthers, folks. Last week to do so, we'll do that as well. We'll take advantage of it. It's worked out the last seven weeks, folks. We'll call this one Bucks minus 14. All right, then we get the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Cardinals, a chance to win the NFC West. They need the Rams to lose, but they also need to win. Um, if they uh, if they do lose, though, they will stay the fifth seed. There's no chance that they drop down to the sixth or seventh seed, but they can get up to kind of that fourth seed spot and a home playoff game. So a chance for this Cardinals team. They'll go balls to the wall here. Seahawks, maybe Russell Wilson plays, maybe he doesn't. There's nothing to play for division rival you want to keep Russell Wilson happy whatever he wants to do I'm sure they will oblige with Russell Wilson's wishes for the final week we'll call this one Cardinals minus six and a half here at home all right, then we get the Patriots at the Dolphins. Patriots can wrap up the AFC East they need to win and they need the Bills to lose uh, but they have wrapped up a playoff spot, which is great for this uh, Patriots team. So Dolphins at home, nothing to play for. Tua most likely does play, or maybe they bench him. It wouldn't surprise me if this Dolphins team benches Tua just because it seems like they want to actively hurt this man every single week, uh, every single play. Uh, but we digress on that. So Patriots, obviously the most to play for here. This Patriots defense takes care of business here. And I think he'll. I think this Patriots defense is going to be able to take care of Tua. I hate saying that, and it's more on the Dolphins' overall offensive coordinators and the offensive line over you know Tua being bad. Uh, but uh, in this Dolphins defense, having such a lackluster performance last week in a must-win game, classic Dolphins. Uh, so we'll call this one Patriots minus four and a half here on the road. All right, then we get the Falcons and the Saints, and the Saints have a chance to get in the playoffs. Now, the Falcons also would have had a chance to get in the playoffs if they won last week over the Bills, but Matt Ryan could not be clutch. But this is what the Saints need for to get in the playoffs. They need to win, and they need the 49ers to lose. So... 49ers play at 425, and so do the Saints, folks. So they'll be playing at the same time. Saints going ball to the, ball to the wall, but the Saints' offense is so lackluster. This Falcons team is, is bad, and I doubt anybody shows up here. Um, Matt Ryan's potential last game with the Falcons, it definitely should be. Not in the NFL, but just his last game as a Falcon. Saints offense has not impressed us all season long. There's no buyability. I still think there's no betability, and we may be able, be able to get great value taking the Falcons this week. We may make an exception of finally betting the Falcons uh, the final week of the season. But I'm going to call this one... I'm going to call this one Saints... Minus three, but I mean if we get like Falcons plus seven or anything over that I think we take it and not because we like the Falcons But because we can't trust the Saints offense for anything uh, Especially Saints on the road. No, thank you All right, then we get the last 425 game Jets at the Bills Bills need to win to wrap up the AFC East uh, Jets Obviously nothing to play for, but Robert Sala, Braxton Berrios, and Zach Wilson all kind of preparing for next season. So expect the defense maybe to get going, and we'll see what they still kind of plan to play Braxton Berrios a lot and get him the ball a lot so they can move the ball and put up points. This Bills team kind of struggling against bad teams this season, not truly putting away teams when they have the opportunity to do so. Let's these teams hang around, potentially upset them and all that. 
that. So I don't know if we go too high on the Bills here. If we get a ton of points with the Jets, like 17, which it definitely could be. I could definitely see the Vegas putting this line at like Bills minus 14, 15, 16, 17 and a half. And at that point, I think I'd just take the Jets with all those points because the Bills struggling in the red zone still. Not last week, but still overall in general for the season. And uh, still, you know, do they get the running game involved? Do they run Josh Allen? Let him run, let him run, let him run, all that. So we're going to call this one Bills minus 13 and a half and see if Vegas is a little disrespectful and gives the Jets too many points because I think then we go on that side. Alrighty, and then the last game of the week here, the Sunday night game, which is probably going to be the best game because there's uh, so much directly in stake on this game alone. Chargers, Raiders, winner gets kind of that last playoff spot. Now, there are scenarios where the Raiders and the Chargers can both make the playoffs, and that is if it ends in a tie. If it ends in a tie, they both can make the playoffs, but the Colts need to lose for that to happen. Uh, so Raiders Chargers both control their own destiny win and in win and in now it's going to be real interesting watching what Brandon Staley does does he clam up or does he go for it on fourth down now he says hey we go for it on fourth down that is our identity that is Charger football so it's truly going to be interesting. Does the pressure get to Brandon Staley? Does he start to kind of question and second guess going for it on fourth down? Or does he stand firm, confident, like a true leader at the head coaching position does and goes for it on fourth down like they've been all season long? Brandon Staley, we're going to learn a lot about the man, the man that is the head coach of this Chargers team, Brandon Staley. We will learn a ton about him this week on the road playoffs on the line going for it every single time the most by far by a head coach in the NFL maybe potentially breaking records of how many times they have went for it on fourth down through this entire season Brandon Staley what do you got for us this week I cannot wait to watch it where, on the flip side, Raiders still having their off-field issues. One of their uh, rookies got in a DUI, got a DUI, but isn't going to get disciplined. So he's still able to go, but they still got that kind of meatball over him. Derek Carr, can he finally be clutch? Can uh, Rich Bisaccia bring the clutchness out of this Raiders team? Can the Raiders get it done at home? It's going to be a great game. We've seen this Chargers team flounder, but not flounder with Justin Herbert and all that. So, man, oh, man, I'm going to call this one Raiders minus two and a half. I'm going to give the Chargers a little bit of the kind of favor side. But overall here, this is going to be a, 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 a freaking battle to the end, folks. A fight to the death. Who wants the playoffs more? We'll see who gets it, folks. I mean, this is going to be a great game to watch. Obviously, that's why it's the late game on Sunday, folks. Win and in. Control your own destiny. We'll see which team gets it, folks. We'll call it Raiders minus two and a half.
Alrighty, now that we've predicted every line for this week, let's see what the actual line is, and let's see, are we on par with Vegas? Is our thinking off? Does Vegas know something we don't? Let's see. So here we go. Let's run through the matchups again. Starting with the Saturday games, Chiefs at the Broncos. We predicted this line at Chiefs minus 10, and it's Chiefs minus 10.5. Right on par with our thinking. Fantastic. Chiefs should be able to win this game. Do they cover the spread? Most likely, we'll probably stay away from it. Backdoor covers. Broncos have some pride. Vic Fangio's maybe potentially last game coaching this Broncos team. So we'll stay away from betting this one, but our thinking is right on the money. Alrighty, then we get the Cowboys at the Eagles. We predicted this line at Eagles minus one, and it's Eagles plus six. Wow, wow, wow. Alrighty. So even with all kind of the COVID outs and the defensive and offensive linemen being out for the Cowboys, Vegas is still giving them the credit. And the Eagles plus six, I'm kind of liking that early value. Our official picks coming out tomorrow. Got to spend one more one more night sleeping on these lines here, bringing it all in. Final things to look at to clean up. But overall, Eagles plus six is kind of screaming at me, folks. Screaming at me a little bit. Alrighty, now the Sunday slate of games. Here we go. First one up, Packers at the Lions. We predicted this one just at Packers minus two and a half. And it's just Packers minus three and a half. Once again, it's... Jordan Love, who should be able to get the job done just because this Lions team is so trash. But overall, we don't know. We didn't really love what we saw out of Jordan Love in his first meeting. You know, he's out here now. He's not going to be the starting quarterback for the playoffs or anything like that. But he's going to get some nice tape out there. He'll get some nice kind of fresh air, <laughs> some nice exercise. And uh, we'll see what Matt LaFleur can do with them. But thinking right on the money. Alrighty, then we get the Colts at the Jags. We predicted this one at Colts minus 9.5, and, and wow, it's Colts minus 15. And yeah, I mean, this Jags team is just so trash offensively. We know Carson Wentz has just been a bum this season, but overall, this Colts defense should be able to kind of handle this spread by itself. The defense probably puts up 15 points all by its lonesome uh, in turnovers and pick sixes or just in the field position that they give the Colts offense, settling for field goals most of the time, most likely. Um, alrighty, so we probably don't swallow 15 with the Colts, but we there's no there's no value in betting Jags plus 15, folks. Please stay away from that. Do not bet the Jags. Uh, do we? Do they have some sort of um, do they have some sort of pride in this Jags team? Obviously not, since they've fired Urban Meyer and put all the blame on them on him, and then they still can't get the win. So I stay, I'm staying away from this game. I'll let y'all do what you do, uh, but we're gonna stay away from this one. I don't see any value in this one. Alrighty, then we get Washington at the Giants. We predicted this one at Washington minus two and a half. And wow, it's Washington minus seven. Wow. I, I guess Mike Glennon trash and all that. We get it. But man, oh man, Giants, nothing to kind of prove, nothing to play for. Maybe Mike Glennon lets it loose, lets it rip. Last game, maybe forever. I don't know, man. Uh, I probably stay away from this game as well. Two trash teams with nothing to play for. That's really not what you're looking to bet on the final week of the season. Alrighty, then we get Bears at the Vikings. We predicted this line at Vikings minus three, and it's going to be Vikings minus five and a half. So, um, yeah, Vikings at home here. Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer's most likely last ride together. Can they finally clean up the turnovers and get a clutch win? Most likely not. We'll see how we feel tomorrow for our official picks. 
Alrighty, then we get the Bengals at the Browns. We predicted this line at Bengals minus nine, and it's going to be Bengals plus six. Wow, alrighty, so the Bengals must be resting everybody. That's exactly what this line tells us. Nobody's playing here for the Bengals because Joe uh, Baker Mayfield's not playing, so Bengals, they're like, alright, we're most likely not going to get the number one seed. Let's just kind of take the division lead, all that, and we'll head into the playoffs. So everybody must be out here for this Bengals team. So don't bet that. So, alrighty. See, you can learn by the spread, folks. Nobody's playing for the Bengals this week. Alrighty, then we get the Titans at the Texans. We predicted this line at Titans minus 10, and it's going to be Titans minus 10 and a half here. So, alrighty, road teams with something to play for, home teams, nothing to play for. The line at 10 and a half, folks, that's exactly what it is. Chiefs on the road, something to play for, minus 10 and a half. Same thing with the Titans here, minus 10 and a half on the road. Exactly kind of what we were kind of pegging the value at, folks. Alrighty, then we get the Steelers at the Ravens. We predicted this line at Ravens minus five, and yes, yes, thank you, Vegas. Ravens minus six. That's exactly what this value should be. Stop betting Big Ben. Story's great. Career's over. Let's move on. We can celebrate it, but let's move on. We, I mean, Big Ben really relished in his celebration, the home game. Do we need to do it again? Yeah, maybe, but you know, let's kind of rein it in a little bit. All right, Ravens minus six. All right, then we get the Saints at the Falcons here. Potential value, maybe potential value. Here we go. Saints at the Falcons. We predicted this line at Saints minus three, and it's going to be Saints minus four and a half. So a little bit of extra bonus value than what we were, what we were expecting. Falcons plus four and a half. Don't think that's going to be enough for us to take it, but we'll see how we feel tomorrow when we make our official picks. Then we get the Jets at the Bills. We predicted this line at the Bills minus 13 and a half, and it's Bills minus 16. Yeah, yeah, probably should be that, but maybe ba Braxton Barrios has something different to say. Jets plus 16 is solid appetizing value, folks. Uh, uh, we'll see if we take that tomorrow. I'm kind of loving it. I'm loving it early. I'm loving it early. We'll see how we feel tomorrow. Uh, you know, three possessions, all that. That's kind of what I'm loving about it. That's what I'm loving about it. Jets scoring in the second half. That's what I'm loving about the Jets plus 16. They're getting it done. They're getting better. Even, you know, even though the last four weeks, their games have not mattered because they've been out of the playoff race since like week one. Uh, but Jets, man, Jets plus 16. That may be a tad, an inch too much to give up. Ugh, ugh. We'll see how we feel tomorrow. All right, then we get the 49ers at the Rams. We predicted this line at, all right, so we said four and a half if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing and Rams minus 10 if Trey Lance is playing. And, folks, get this, Rams minus four and a half, exactly what we put it on if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing this week. So Jimmy Garoppolo is playing this week. We know it. We know it by the spread. We said it. We know it. It is exactly that, folks. So. Rams minus four and a half. Jimmy Garoppolo's playing. Going to be a great game here. Uh, we'll see if Matthew Stafford can close out a regular season and get his head right for the playoffs, folks. Rams minus four and a half. Alrighty, then we get the Panthers at the Bucks. How many points are we going to have to swallow of uh, our final week of betting against the Panthers, betting against the first ever takes by fan sponsors, folks? Bucks minus 14 and a half was our prediction. And yeah, 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 yeah. We only have to swallow eight, folks. Bucks minus eight. Yes, yes, yes. Lock that in now. Lock that in now, folks. Bucks minus eight. And I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you all get the value now because when I put 
put my money on this game, it's going to go from bucks minus 8 to bucks minus 30. That's how much cash I'm about to be putting on this bucks team final weeks of the year, folks. So get the value while you can. Before Big Papa puts uh, his entire his entire life his entire life on this game, okay? I'll let y'all get the value first, and then I will boost up that value negatively. All right, final three games. Here we go. Patriots at the Dolphins. We predicted this line at Patriots minus four and a half, and it's gonna be Patriots minus six and a half. All righty, uh, you know, still under that seven point hook. And once again, this Dolphins team has not stepped up in the biggest of games over the last two weeks, so we are kind of uh, done on taking the Dolphins here under that seven point hook. Fantastic, Dolphins, uh, Patriots minus six and a half may be solid value uh, for this weekend. All right, then we get the Seahawks at the Cardinals. We predicted this line at Cardinals minus six and a half, and it's Cardinals minus seven, right on the money around there. And the last game of the night, the Monday night game, Chargers at the Raiders. We just put it at Raiders minus two and a half. We wanted to just put it at that kind of spread line, Raiders minus three for the home field, but we're going to give the Chargers a little bit of a nod here, saying they're a little bit better, a little bit of a nod to Brandon Staley to get it done, calling it Raiders minus two and a half, and it's Raiders plus three. Wow, a complete flip of the line here. Alrighty, Raiders plus three, Raiders at home, a chance to win a playoff spot by just winning at home, Raiders plus three, I think that's just do or die, you must take the Raiders plus the points here just because of the situation, you uh, you lose, it's unfortunate, Raiders lose and get blown out, that's just unfortunate, but getting points with the home team last week of the season with something to play for, a playoff chance to wrap up, I mean that's that's great value. That's the best value you're getting all week long. Raiders plus three. I'm going to let you know right now we are taking that tomorrow. You must take that value. You must take that value. Live and die by the value. Like you live and die by the three, you live and die by the value. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Yes, breaking news here. Antonio Brown has been released by the Bucks. He went manic today again, releasing texts from him and Bruce Arians. I heard that he, like, leaked Tom Brady's banking information or something like that. It's just been absolutely wild here, folks. So he is officially gone, no longer a Buck, and that man's never going to be in the NFL on an NFL team ever again again so alrighty folks that is going to do it for us today we're back live tomorrow noon eastern for our official picks breaking down the NBA from tonight and we will also most likely fit in a uh, a uh, a film study or two if the tape is finally up which it should be Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Not a lot of opportunities to make money in the sports world today, but our official pick, Chris Paul over 9.5 assists. That's what we're rocking with, folks. Alrighty, folks, we're out of here. Have a great one.